you heard how it went down. Now time to sum it all up. This is Bucks Talk, presented by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. He's going to dribble it before he hands it off to Wigginton. Wigginton right back to Thanasis, who takes flight with a big two-hand slam. Recap everything you need to know about this game right now. As the final horn sounds, we are done with the regular season here in 2022. On to the playoffs. Now, here's your host your analyst, and your MC for the evening. Make some noise! Sh- 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 Justin Garcia. Yeah. All right, a pretty Bucks victory here tonight as they outlast the Toronto Raptors. Another game where they are shorthanded. No Giannis for the fourth consecutive game. No Chris Middleton for the 17th straight game. But you had Drew Holiday, and once again, that was more than enough as Drew Holiday scores 30-plus points for the second straight game. First time he has done that in a Bucks uniform, and only third time he has done it in his career. It was the defense of Drew Holiday late, and Drew Holiday's shot-making ability that helped the Bucks carve out this victory against a equally gritty and pesky long Toronto Raptors team who gave this team a fight tonight but wins like this tonight wins like this wins like the game against the Knicks last Monday the win against the Hawks where you played 45 or so minutes of really good basketball had to grind it out in those final few minutes these are games that can really galvanize a group and especially guys like Joe Ingles new to the mix these are the type of victories we've seen this team peel off regularly the last few years but it had been missing so far this season and now you're starting to see the Bucks pile up some wins like this another sign that things are trending in the right direction for this team 855 uh, the Bucks. I, actually we should say this I do want to get to the phone calls but we'll see if we can't get some comments from Brooke Lopez because Brooke Lopez was ejected for the first time in his NBA career. I did see he caught up with Zora Stevenson, but there were some interesting comments from head coach Mike Budenholzer after this game as well. But the overall theme from this show is we have to make a pact here and make some type of agreement to do your part to put Drew Holiday into the All-Star game. It's been a decade since Drew Holiday has been named an All-Star. He last did it, only time he did it in his career, 10 years ago. When he was still a member of the Philadelphia 76ers, it is long overdue. You thought he might have gotten that nod last year. It didn't happen. And I know we've talked about this before. And I said as early as a week ago, I just didn't think he was going to get in because of the numbers. Two straight games like this. And I'm starting to change my tune here. we got to get Drew Holiday into the All-Star game. Vote on the NBA app. Vote at NBA.com. Do what you can to get Drew Holiday into the All-Star game because it's games like this that really show you why. Every single coach we hear from and every player from opposing teams you have a chance to talk to will tell you Drew Holiday, if not the most underrated, is one of the most underrated players in the league. And he showed you why his peers feel that way on these two consecutive games, 35 yesterday against the Indiana Pacers, 37 tonight against the Toronto Raptors, and all of a sudden it looks like things are trending upwards for the Bucks. We'll get to your thoughts, 
See if we can't hear any comments from Brooke Lopez. And again, continue this all-star campaign for Drew Holiday as Bucks Talk continues after this. Milwaukee, Milwaukee. The word around town is we're lighting it up. So who's going to win it? The Bucks, the Bucks. The purple and green is exciting and tough. So who's going to win it? The Bucks, the Bucks. Well, there isn't a more apropos lead-in song to be using here because the Bucks are simply lighting it up. Six straight games that they have hit, 18 or more threes. You think back to November, think back to the really the lowest of the low in December when this team was on the road all month. They were losing on a regular basis. And not only that, the margin in those games was massive. They were embarrassed, if we're being honest, in that loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. Coincidentally, the last time we've seen Chris Middleton on the floor, they had some tough losses in Boston. Not a great look. The loss to the Chicago Bulls, one of the more frustrating losses of the season. It was a really bad month of December. And it led a lot of us to thinking the worst possible scenarios. This team may may not be as good as we thought they were. They're really missing this player. Is this player as good as we thought? The mind wanders to dark places when you're in the lowest of the low. But as we've tried to tell you, stay patient. We still haven't seen this team at full strength. It's really hard to set the baseline and get a good feel for what this team is until you see that group on the floor for any consistent run. 69 minutes total that they've had Giannis and Chris and Drew on the floor together. It's in the low 80s if you throw Brooke Lopez into the mix. You can't really make any type of assessment on this team until you see the regular group playing together, and it really seems like we're going to start to see that as early as Saturday. But in the meantime, back-to-back big wins here to erase a big margin against the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, you can make a case. You shouldn't fall back as much as you did against Indiana, but you did, and you corrected the mistake. And in a series where the road team has won 11 or had won 11 of the last 12 games against the pesky Toronto Raptors team, you took their best shot and you responded and made the biggest plays of the game down the stretch in another game played without Giannis and without Chris Middleton. Things, believe it or not, are trending upward for this Bucks team. 855-616-1620 is the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. That's the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Old National Bank, get old. But as we mentioned, story of the show tonight is Drew Holiday and how we have to do our part to put Drew Holiday into the All-Star game. Load the ballot box, get out there and vote as much as you can on the NBA app, on the NBA's website. Make sure your vote is heard for Drew Holiday because I really do think This is the year it happens, and and Drew Holiday is finally a multi-time All-Star. The last time he was made an All-Star was 10 years ago as a member of the 76ers. But I think the way that uh, he is viewed by his peers and coaches throughout the league, we get a chance to hear it every single game when we catch up with the opposing head coach in every single game. The focus of the conversation at some point Shifts to Drew Holiday. Everybody wants to know about Giannis. And, hey, Coach, how do you slow down Giannis? Where have you seen Giannis grow the most? What impresses you the most of Giannis? But eventually, Drew Holiday is brought up in that conversation. Whether he is asked, he being the coach, is asked about Drew Holiday, or that coach brings him up himself. Nick Nurse brought him up tonight. And I'll tell you what Nick Nurse had to say about Drew Holiday momentarily. But let's head to the phone lines after this big win 
over the Raptors here and uh, head out to Port Washington and catch up with our old pal Dick. You're up first on the show. Hey, it, what what a great couple of games here, but I, I've got to do my wife's diligence tonight. I mean, he pointed out, I think, I forget when I called in. I just want to get this over with quickly, but I was obligated to say this. He said the best thing that could happen to the to the Bucks right now is with Giannis nursing the injury is that they play everyone else. And I think she's proven right. I mean, these guys have really stepped up. The second point is, is that is horse trade uh, Allen. What a freaking mistake. That, uh, yeah, excuse me, a real bad mistake that would be. I mean, he has done everything. He's a slasher. He's a shooter. You, you can't get him. We're not going to get anything back that that would even equal that. And I think getting rid of Serbaka, uh, I mean, Serge is, is, I don't know what, what his problem is, but you, have you noticed that since he's been gone, the camaraderie has been better? I, that's just my opinion. And I just think that, you know, the guy that we always argue about uh, has stepped up. And, and I think, uh, I have to admit, he played well tonight. But I think if he averaged it out, he's still a negative to the team. But I think I think we should trade him. What do you think? Well, and look, um, guys like Jordan Wara and uh, like Grayson Allen, because of the contract situation, are the names that are going to get brought up the most when we talk about uh, what the Bucks are going to do in terms of activity in these next uh, few weeks here leading into the trade deadline. Uh, I agree with you. I think overall Jordan Wara played well today. He's he's given you a little bit of a spark recently. It's it's just a matter of consistency for Jordan that he had those nice moments today. He followed it up with some subpar moments defensively, and that's kind of been the story with him. But, you know, I think back to the, the larger point is what you started with and what I guess was your wife's main point too. You know, that's what impressed me most about this game is – it's one thing when we talk about Giannis needs help, and, and you look back at the massive stat lines that Giannis has been putting up this season, and I think there was only one game where Giannis had a huge performance, and you got a handful of guys that put up big scoring numbers in that game as well and made impactful plays, I should say. In this game tonight, this may be the best example of that, where you look at the stat sheet, and I think the first thing, obviously, that's going to draw your attention is the big scoring outburst from uh, Drew Holiday and his 37 points. But Grayson Allen, this was without question Grayson Allen's best game of the season. I know he scored more points or matched what he did tonight against the Dallas Mavericks, but Grayson Allen, his second-half play was as instrumental as anybody other than Drew Holiday and why this team won the game. Defensively, Grayson Allen made some big plays in this game. And this is two straight games now where he's done that dirty work in the plays that don't get noticed as much, where he's the guy that's going in yeah. there, crashing on the glass and tipping the ball out there to keep plays alive. So I've continued to be impressed by Grayson Allen, and, and what's most impressive is I think he would be the first to tell you he was not playing well for large stretches of this season. But, you know, the team as a whole it kind of encapsulates it as well. They fought through that, and now you're seeing Grayson Allen knock down shots. Everybody else on the team, it's six games. It's not just two games where this team was hot. This is a week. Right. <clears throat> All right. And, and here, here's the point that I make because, you know, you're in dangerous territory challenging your wife. 
But I said to her, okay, defend that position. Why, why all of a sudden are they playing better? She said, well, you know what? They're relaxed. They don't have to worry about getting the ball to Giannis. Yep. They can do it. And I, I think there's a heck of a lot to say for that. Luckily, she's in bed, and I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's like I, I, it's, it's, you know, out of a deer's eye, you see the forest. Well, that's well, pretty good. Justin, you want to use that, go ahead and use that anytime uh, you want. Yeah, absolutely. I don't give you credit for it, Dick. Thanks for the call tonight, Dick. 855-616-1620, the Old National Bank talking text line, Old National Bank, get old. And I, I think, look, the other thing, too, is um, this offense was kind of starting to reach large swatches of the game where they were getting stagnant. And it's tough to not just be somebody that's observing what's happening and, and to just kind of watch Giannis go to work. And I think a lot of times, especially in some of those huge stat lines that Giannis was putting up, the 50-point games, the consecutive 40-point games, the 40-20 game that he had, you saw a lot of standing around watching. Like they were being spectators just as the rest of us were watching Giannis and kind of letting him go to work and letting him cook, for lack of a better phrase. When he's not on the floor, when Chris Middleton is on the floor, you can't do that. I mean, I know Drew Holiday said himself he was just cooking here, uh, but Drew Holiday is a guy that keeps his teammates involved. And it's not to say Giannis or Chris don't, but Drew Holiday is the guy that's really facilitating everything. And I think the other thing worth pointing out here, it's not just you know no Giannis and, and getting the rest of the guys to have to step up here. To me, there's one other big piece to all of this. And it should be no surprise because it's somebody we heard about quite a bit in the offseason. I'll tell you who I'm thinking of after this as the Bucks hang on to take down the Raptors 130 to 122. Now unbeaten on the season, seven and zero when facing a team that has played two consecutive games, and they'll get another opportunity to remain perfect Saturday. That is the next time the Bucks play, but Saturday they had to Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers. Cavs also play Friday night, so you'll face an opponent where you have the rest advantage once again. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight on Buckstock. More after this. Milwaukee 130-122 final here inside a Fiserv Forum. Bucks knock off the Toronto Raptors. Two straight wins, six straight games with 18 or more threes, but another all-star-worthy performance from Drew Holiday, who scored 37 points. 72 points that Drew Holiday has scored in the last two days, let alone two games now. First time in a Bucks uniform that Holiday has posted back-to-back 30-point games, and the Bucks now get some much-needed rest and potentially get back to full strength or close to it Saturday when they're in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. We'll explain in just a moment, but let's head back out to the phone lines and uh, talk with Will I Am in West Bend. Is this the Will I Am? This is the Will I Am. Actually went to the game as Batman. But, man, I got two points I want to say here. I am so proud of our team, the way it came back the last two games, and I am so proud of our true number two, Drew Holiday. The way he has executed and the way he has single-handedly taken over games puts him into the all-star level, which he's deserved since the NBA Finals. He went off. And to know that any shot that he puts up is going to go through that net, 
I would be scared knowing that he is just starting. Putting on that apron, at a feast. And then my last point here, I am so proud of Joe Angles. Oh, my Lord. For him to be able to come back ahead of time on his injury, for him to seamlessly walk into the game and just say, hey, I'll be open. I'll knock down threes. I'll control the pace. I'll show you that I'm the new Larry Bird. And he went off. I'm so proud. I'm so happy they did it without Giannis. And go Bucks, man. Love to hear what you got to say about it. Yeah, thanks for the call. And uh, I mentioned, look, uh, you can say, well, they've come together and they look much better as a team because somebody's missing. I- I'm not going to going to go that far and insinuate that there's well maybe they didn't like or or get along with with this player or this player to me as i mentioned a couple of minutes ago a lot of this change is sparked behind one player and i think that player is joe ingles in what he brings to the team it's something that the bucks haven't really had he's a guy he's a big wing that is essentially a backup point guard for you he just brings that style of play that you need in the postseason. And think back to all those games that the Bucks would play against the Jazz, all those times the Bucks would lose in Utah. Joe Ingles hit a game winner at the buzzer in one of those games. He's a guy that has a knack for the moment. He makes those little plays. He's a guy that you simply hate to play against and you love to have on your team. And as we've seen Joe Ingles get more comfortable in this system, get more confident, get more up to speed and develop more and more chemistry with his teammates and I suppose you know, get past some of those issues with the rehab and fully getting to 100% in game shape you've seen this offense start to evolve as well as he just gives you somebody that is a floor general calms things down you saw a handful of plays tonight where you were able to develop shots around the rim because of the looks that Joe Ingles creates for his teammates. And I know one of those resulted in a block shot. I think it was Jordan Wara that got a pretty good look near the rim, but it was just the length of the Raptors leading to the block. Those are the things that Joe Ingles has brought to this team. Easier, better looks. Not just settling for pull-up threes. That's why this offense has looked a lot better. Drew Holiday's been in an all-time heater Joe Ingles has really helped shape this offense. And to the previous point, too, you know, without Giannis, without Chris Middleton, you've had to have more of a team-wide approach. And Joe Ingles is absolutely perfect for that. So I completely agree. And Joe Ingles was incredible tonight. Once again, you've seen him piece together some really, really good performances of late. The 15 that he scored tonight, not a season high. That's 17, but he's consistently been in that mix where he's making some of the biggest plays or those big stretches that really help define the game. Joe Ingles has his fingerprints all over all of those. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line to join us here on Bucks Talk. Still got about 30 minutes left on this show. And uh, look, the thesis statement of this show tonight is get Drew Holiday into the All-Star game. We've already heard from a few people suggesting he is long overdue. I know our guy Will I.M. said ever since the NBA Finals, he has been deserving of it. It goes back further than that. For a couple of years now, Drew Holiday has been the best player in the league to not be named an All-Star in that year-long stretch or years-long stretch. He is a one-time All-Star, which is absolutely mind-blowing for everything he does defensively. He's shown he has the ability to be a go-to scorer. That's not where his strengths lie. And in the makeup, you look at the teams he's been on, 
New Orleans Pelicans. You know, other than those games where Anthony Davis was out, Drew Holiday wasn't asked to be the go-to guy, and even then that was a team that wasn't really going anywhere. Played alongside Anthony Davis, who was the number one option. He was a defender, and he was a supplemental scorer. Here in Milwaukee, that's been his role. Defense, supplemental scoring, but this season it's changed because more than ever before, it's been Drew Holiday on the floor with no Giannis or Chris Middleton, but those are the moments he stepped up the most, and he is certainly long overdue for an all-star appearance. The numbers have started to trend upwards. Now, it's going to be very close. It is a crowded backcourt that you have in the East, but I think what you have to keep in mind is the amount of time that James Harden has missed. He's missed a month in this season. Guys like Zach Levine, he started to piece together some better performances, but Zach Levine is another one of those guys to keep an eye on that hasn't really had the type of statistical season that he's had in years past. So the door is ajar just a little bit for Drew. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, he's going to win that vote if it comes down to guys like a Zach Levine, for instance, in a Drew Holiday. Drew's going to get that nod when it comes to his peers and coaches throughout the league, and that's, to me, where he has a big advantage and a chance, a really good chance, I do believe, to finally break through and once again become an all-star for the first time in a decade. you got to go back 10 years. His final year in Philadelphia was the last time Drew Holiday was an all-star. So we'll take a look at the rest of that backcourt and, and the chances of Drew Holiday making this, what his statistics are on the season as well. But I do want to get to... What Nick Nurse, head coach of the Raptors, had to say about Drew Holiday prior to the game. Because as I mentioned, we hear coaches talk about Giannis all the time. But you're starting to hear more and more coaches bringing up Drew Holiday and pointing out, well, you got to be cognizant of Drew. you got to make sure you don't let Drew do this. And he's becoming much more of a focal point for the opposing teams, even when Giannis is on the floor. I'll tell you what Nick Nurse had to say after this. Bucks take down the Raptors here inside of Fiserv Forum. 130 to 122. The offense really starting to come to life now. Six straight games that they've hit at least 18 threes. And uh, coming into the game tonight, they were averaging more than 20 threes per game and shooting 42% from three in their last five games. Uh, that number is going to continue to stay in that area. As tonight, they shoot 49%. And hit 19 threes. So this team has been on a six-game-long heater, and it's come from everyone. Pat Connaughton is consistently knocking them down. He was three of six tonight. Grayson Allen, maybe the best sign is what you've seen from Grayson Allen during this stretch. Four of five on threes tonight. Brooke Lopez has started to hit more threes. And one of the uh, questions you heard of Bud, asked of Bud in the uh, postgame presser there was about... Brooke Lopez's shooting ability and how it's something we heard early in the year. We want him to take a high volume of threes. It's good for our offense to have Brooke Lopez taking five to six threes or more than that and stretching things out. But tonight it was really both ends of the floor from him and from Drew Holiday that it just seemed like they would make defensive plays that led to transition baskets or better open looks on the other end and that is what really helped swing this game the defense feeds into the offense 
And look, I, I know you look at the scoreboard and you say 122 points that they gave up. It's tough to say the defense played well and that was the case. More than 100 points in the, in the teens yesterday against the Indiana Pacers. It's tough to really say, oh, the defense is playing better now. The defensive rating is going to start to sink with these performances they've given up. And you gave up 70-plus points in the first half. That is suboptimal. But in the second half, the defense strung together those possessions and started to flash its identity once again, especially down the stretch because, not to bore you too much here, but the Raptors were running the exact same play for basically the entire fourth quarter. And we've seen Toronto do quite a bit of this throughout the season, throughout the last few years, because of the personnel they have. Toronto loves to run that Spain pick and roll where you set a ball screen at the top of the key, and then you have another screener that's screening the defender that's getting screened. So you either get a clean feed, drop into the basket, or you have a defender that has to decide, am I chasing to protect the rim, or am I going out there on the perimeter and contesting a three? The Raptors were doing that quite a bit tonight, and they were using Fred Van Vliet. They were trying to get Bobby Portis as the guy either defending Fred Van Vliet or having to make the decision do I chase to the basket? And Bobby Portis is not a rim protector. So you'll take your chances with a Scotty Barnes, with a Pascal Siakam, whoever it was, trying to get the shot up over Bobby Portis. The Raptors were running that same play exclusively for at least the final 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. It worked for most of that fourth quarter until the final few minutes of the game. Ironically enough, after Brooke Lopez got ejected. I'm not saying it made the Bucks better, it probably gave them a little more flexibility on the perimeter and helped them defend that a little bit better, and they came up with some big stops down the stretch. 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talking text line to join us on tonight's show, Bucks Talk. Old National Bank, get old. So, again, it's look, it's going to be tough because in terms of the numbers, Drew Holiday's not going to blow you away with these statistics. But after this game tonight, uh, Drew Holiday is averaging just over 19 points per game. It's about 19.4, I believe. So that would put him in the top or, or in the top 20 for all intents and purposes. Cade Cunningham is currently 20th in terms of Eastern Conference guards in scoring at 19.9 points per game. But but Cade Cunningham is shut down for the season. And Cade Cunningham has appeared in 12 games this season. So you take him out of the mix, you got Drew Holiday at 20. Kelly Oubre has some guard availability. Kelly Oubre is also not going to be available for the All-Star game. So you look at names like Tyrese Maxey, who's missed a decent amount of this season. Terry Rozier's averaging more than 20 points. He's a chucker. You're going to take him out of the mix. I think Tyrese Maxey is probably out of the mix because of games played. James Harden played right around the same mix as Tyrese Maxey. Only one of those two guys has a chance to get in. So let's look at who are the locks. Donovan Mitchell is a lock. Jalen Brown is a lock. Kyrie Irving is interesting. Kyrie Irving's played in 32 games. Kyrie Irving statistically has been great this season. LaMelo Ball has the fan interest. LaMelo Ball's been okay. The Hornets are a really bad team. Zach Levine statistically 
hasn't been as strong as he has been in years past. Bradley Beal's played in 24 games. Bradley Beal can't be an all-star this season. So to me, Donovan Mitchell's a lock. Jalen Brown is a lock. Jalen Brunson has to be a lock. And that leaves the door open for guys like either James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tyler Hero has to be in the conversation as well, and Drew Holiday, who right now is close to a 20-point-per-game scorer, who is a guy that's averaging six rebounds. It's going to be up there with everybody outside of a Jalen Brown and Donovan, or more than Donovan Mitchell, up outside of a Jalen Brown and James Harden. He's right in the mix with that group. He's averaging seven assists per game. That's going to put him up there in the mix with most of those guys. And his team is potentially going to enter the All-Star break with the second-best record in the Eastern Conference. Look, between now and then, there is a chance you could enter with the best record, but let's be honest, it's more likely to be second. The interesting part is, for the case that's been laid for other guys, like a Darius Garland, who's had a really strong season, a James Harden and Tyrese Maxey, we know Joel Embiid is going to be an All-Star. We know Giannis is going to be an All-Star. If the Bucks are a team that has the second-best record in the East and they've done it without Chris Middleton, for all intents and purposes, not having Chris Middleton for the entire season, without Joe Ingles until you got to mid-December, with Giannis already missing 10 games in the first half, Drew Holiday has really been the constant. It's been Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, and Brooke Lopez that you pretty much assume are going to be on the floor every single game. So if all of that transpires and the Bucks have the second-best record, can you justify putting two members of the Cavs or two members of the 76ers in the All-Star game and just one member of the Bucks? I think between that, between the fact that the statistical numbers are going to be close, he's not going to be ahead of all those other guys, but he's in the same ballpark. And again, the fact that he is going to have the vote of his peers and coaches, I really do believe Drew Holiday is going to break through and be an all-star this year. And I know I said the opposite a week or ten days ago, but it's this stretch, these two consecutive games where he has taken this team on his back and has taken over offensively and still given you the defensive plays. It's piecing together stretches like that that is going to put him over the top. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. Uh, when we return... Mention what this team has done for the last six games. We'll take a look at the statistics because it is eye-popping when you look at three-pointers made across the league since this streak began. I'll give you those numbers after this on Bucks Talk. Bob was hungry, and someone ate. Who was it? Tonight's sub of the game is... Tonight's sub of the game is Joe Ingles, who once again had a big, big night for the Bucks. 15 points off the bench, made some more of those connective passes. At one point, he was perfect from the floor, finished 4 of 5, 2 of 3 on threes, 5 of 6 at the free throw line, 15 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds, a blocked shot. Joe Ingles simply did everything tonight in his 31 minutes and uh, starting to prove all the naysayers wrong as he's looking better and better with his new teammates and in this system. Joe Ingles, tonight's 
sub of the game. 102 to 94 in a high scoring affair here in downtown Milwaukee. Joe Ingles goes into the air, lays it in through a foul. Count that bucket. Crafty play there by the veteran is. We saw Fred Van Vliet do that a couple of times. Joe Ingles doing it on the other end as well. And those are the types of plays, and those are the types of guys you need that know how to get those plays. But again, the biggest asset that Joe Ingles brings to this team, he has played in big games throughout his career as a member of the Utah Jazz, getting to the playoffs routinely. He's been in big moments. But he is another ball handler, and that is... Think back to that Celtics series. As we mentioned, I know it was an all-time defense that the Boston Celtics boasted last year. But you just didn't have any depth in the backcourt, and more importantly, you didn't have enough ball handlers. It was pretty much just Drew Holiday and Giannis. Joe Ingles gives you another guy that is essentially a six foot ten point guard that can be the guy that's bringing the ball up the floor, running the offense, distributing the ball, finding the open guys and just to get those connective passes where it may not lead to an actual assist, but it gets the offense flowing. That's what Joe Ingles brings to the table, and I think you saw quite a bit of that tonight. This was a back-and-forth game, and both of these two games the Bucks have played at home these last two days have had that back-and-forth vibe. This really had a playoff feel, but tonight's game did seem to have a turning point. The moment it all turned around for better or worse. This is the turning point of the game. Turning point, to, turning point of tonight's game is something we have not seen ever. An ejection from Brooke Lopez. Still pushing and shoving. Lopez is being tied up behind the play. And look out. This could get dicey now. Brooke is being held back now, and it is really going. Ananobi gets assessed a technical foul. McClure gets assessed a technical foul. A technical foul for Lopez. Ejected from the game. The first career ejection for Brooke Lopez. The great Bill Kennedy really explaining everything that happened. But he back and forth. Got into it, and we saw Brooke Lopez getting chippy with the Raptors throughout most of the second half. He and Gary Trent Jr. getting into it. Brooke Lopez assessed a technical foul for a hostile act on Gary Trent Jr. Trent Jr. assessed a technical for the same. Raptors assistant Jamal McGlure assessed a technical foul from the sidelines, and Brooke Lopez assessed another technical, I believe, for removing the headband of Gary Trent Jr. So the first time in Brooke Lopez's career, he was ejected from a game. Bucks were in the lead when that ejection happened. But Gary Trent would miss the free throw. Another thing we didn't really touch on, missed free throws from the Raptors. Gary Trent would miss the free throw. They would score on their possession. But the Bucks would follow it up with a three-pointer, and they outscored the Raptors down the stretch from the moment of ejection when you thought that was something that could swing the game for the Toronto Raptors. It was the opposite, and it would prove to be our turning point in tonight's game. 130-122, to 122, Bucks hold off the Raptors here inside a Fiserv Forum. When we come back, the shocking numbers of the Bucks shooting percentages the last six games. We'll share those with you and get you set for the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday as we wrap up Bucks Talk next. 
130-122 final here inside of Fiserv Forum. Two straight wins for the Bucks. Two straight 30-point games from Drew Holiday. 37 tonight, 35 yesterday against the Indiana Pacers. It's time to put Drew Holiday back into the All-Star game. Vote online, vote on the NBA's website, vote on the NBA app, but do your part to make sure Drew Holiday's vote is counted and Drew Holiday becomes an All-Star once again for the second time in his career and first time in a decade. 19 made threes tonight for the Bucks. It is the sixth straight game that this team has made 18 or more threes in a game. Just think back to November and December when the shooting from the outside was not going in. Low 30s shooting percentage, low volume of makes, and you just kept wondering how is this team missing as many open looks as they're missing. Well, maybe this is a progression to the mean for this Bucks team. In the last six games played, if we go back to January 9th, the Bucks have played six games. They have made 123 pointers in that stretch of time. 123s made in six games. You do the math. That is an even 23s per game that the Bucks are averaging. They are shooting 42% from three during that stretch. Now you may say, yeah, but... The Bucks have played more games than any, than any other team, and that is true. The Bucks are the only of 30 teams in the NBA that has played six games in the last nine days now. But second in the league in three-pointers made since January 9th is the Boston Celtics, who have made 77 in five games. The Bucks have made nearly 50 more than the next team. Saturday night is the next Bucks broadcast. They're in Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers. 6.30 tip. Bucks talk will be on immediately after the game, as always. My thanks to Tommy Wirtz and Chris Larson for producing the show. Talk to you Saturday night with more Bucks talk.